Welcome to the Endurance Diaries podcast, a space for us to go beyond the surface of success into the possibilities of greater discovery in the process. I'm Ashley Yeshevich, and my hope is for our hearts to be encouraged as we hear stories from people who share the unexpected parts of their journeys. The parts that build something within us, I like to call the endurance to keep going. So let's get going. Hey guys, welcome back to the Endurance Diaries podcast. It's Ashley, and if you tuned in to the very first episode, you know how excited I am right now. I get to introduce my very first guest on the podcast today, professional counselor and life coach, Colette White. As I mentioned last time, she has significant impact on my life, from my spiritual walk to mental fitness, my friend and incredibly wise coach, Colette, welcome. And thank you so much for joining me and for your willingness to jump into this discussion here on performance and goals and identity. I'm so excited. Well, thank you for having me. What a what an honor to continue to be a part of this uh, journey and just, man, jump on this train with you. I love it. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So I want to jump into the questions that I have for you and really just turn this over. But first, just want to pick up where I left off from the first episode to put this all into context more. So I talked about my struggle with misplaced identity and performance, right? And this has been something I've battled with for a long time, also made progress with, especially, you know, in coming to to Christ and understanding my identity in him and something that I think is super important to say is that you really gave me space to be heard and seen in a way that for me ultimately led to encounter the love of God, which above Mm -hmm. anything is everything. But there's always been this striving, I think, that's lived, you know, deep within me, this need to achieve and accomplish certain things to really solidify my worth more. And I talked about participating in running events over the years after hanging up basketball. And one of the first things that I did when we moved here to Florida was find similar distance races. And in 2020, I was like super ready, inspired to go after something much bigger. And that's when I signed up for my first full marathon until COVID hit and March 17th, 2020, the day that it became official that it was canceled. And you know that I was super emotional emotional over this. It was kind of this like train of thought going back to, you know, feeling like everything that I've done up to that point was for nothing and and those thoughts that make you feel like a failure. So that's when you and I got to work and we processed some of these thoughts together and you really helped me see how they were tied back to old performance stories in those identity lies. Yeah. Yeah. The brain is is so fascinating in, in how it kind of works to to try and help us along. And sometimes it gets it right and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but in this particular story and in, in most of our stories, what happens is the brain is always trying to conserve energy. And so because it's trying to conserve energy, it's working to predict how we should respond to stuff that happens to us. So when things come at us that we're not expecting or we have that curveball thrown at us, your brain is trying to figure out what's the best, fastest, most energy conserving way to respond as opposed to sitting back, taking in all the information objectively and then trying to make a better decision, right? So how it does this work of prediction is it now accesses all your past learning. It accesses all your old stories. It accesses 
everything that you grew up with. I mean, even, even just stories that you learn uh, watching other people. But so it acts as all that and it's looking to match for similarity. So like what feels the same in this moment? What, and if it feels the same, what happened in the moment? What were those outcomes? And so based on all that stuff that the brain is accessing, that's how it decides for you to respond. So actually in your story, for example, this tapped into all those old st stories of performance, right? It tapped into all those things about how only when you feel like you're the best at something or you've crushed these goals, only then are you worth anything. And so that's kind of what just, just I think, took you out in that moment because you thought, well, well, now I can't be all these things I was supposed to be. And so, um, again, sometimes this is useful. You know, like, for example, if you are, <laughs> I don't know, walking through a forest and you see this long skinny thing in front of you and you predict that it's a snake and it is a snake. I'm so glad your brain told you to jump back before you could take the time to investigate it. Right. If you'd stopped and investigate it and, you know, found out it was a snake that may have been too late. But anyway, so sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes it's not. But the goal, the whole point of understanding that your brain is always predicting is that you want to learn to slow down and go, wait a second. What is, what is what's going on in my mind right now? I talk a lot about how we look at our thoughts. Pay attention to what am I thinking? How is this tapping into old stories? And does this old story actually reflect accurately what's going on in this situation? Yeah, going back to is this, is this just a thought or is this actually, you know, what's going on? But as we work through this, you actually redirected my attention to something that God spoke to me when I first set out this goal. Something that he spoke was that he wanted to teach me about endurance. And I think at that time, it's like, it seems a bit obvious considering, you know, marathon running is an endurance sport, but we really went beyond the surface of, you know, physical endurance to yeah. that internal endurance. Yeah. And this is where I think that big question came in and you always have the best questions. You know, what if the goal is not the goal? I just want to go there. Yeah. I, man, this is always fascinating to me. I came across an article um, that told that that read that said only 8% of, of goals are actually reached. And I thought that's an insane number because this idea of setting goals is so huge in our culture. And I think it's essential. Like I'm not against setting goals, right? <laughs> so the point is why bother if 8%, only 8% of goals reach, why are we setting these goals? Are we just setting ourselves up for failure? Are we just setting ourselves up for disappointment? Why do we keep doing this madness, right? And that's where it kind of, it, it struck me. And I mean, to your point exactly, Ashley, what the Lord had spoken to you, because there's a greater purpose in just reaching this destination, right? So for you, you thought your destination was finishing a marathon, right? Um, but, but the Lord had told you it's about endurance. And in the same way, I really believe that goals are the things that build endurance in us. And it's not just the physical endurance of finishing a marathon, because I can set a goal of you know writing a book for example but but maybe that would be also about endurance and not so much as about finishing the book and, and here's what I mean about it is that like in the process of us trying to reach our goals in the process of us moving forward we're going to hit obstacles we're going to hit difficulties we're going to have to reroute or reroute the things that we are working toward and so in the in the process of all of this we end up having to really like develop some mental agility and some emotional agility, right? We've got to learn how to do hard things, even when we don't feel like doing it. I mean, we've got to learn how to strategize. We've got to come up with new plans. I mean, there's, there's all these different things that we have to do in the process of meeting our goal that if when we look back and we go, oh my gosh, I may not have reached the goal of finishing this marathon or even writing this book, but in the process, what have I learned? 
Like I've learned all these things about myself. I've learned how to show up every day and I've learned how to run those miles, even though everything inside of me just wanted to stay in bed. You know, I've learned how to push through those hard times. I've learned how to do, I've dig deep and figure a path through in order to make it to the other side. And so even though we can walk away with a, with a medal one day, I think the greater value in these goals is like what it does to you as a purpose inside as a person and the upgrade that happens in your own growth and your own strengthening, um, you know, to be able to say, man, I can do hard things. I love that. Yeah, I love that. The upgrade too. And we've always talked about that. You've always shared that with me as well. Is there, there's always an upgrade and there's always an upgrade in Christ too. And I think mm. that Oftentimes, you know, talking about those little things in the process that really make a big difference. It's only whenever we actually think about it and take time to, uh, to go back and, and consider all of those little things that we were doing in the middle that actually make a big difference. We can, we can be so hard on ourselves because when we're so focused on just that end goal, it's like whatever it is that we have to do to get there. But along the way, those little things actually add up and they're building that endurance within us for whatever's to come, you know, so paying attention to that is so big. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, There's actually, there's a scripture in James and it talks about um, what we need to do when we face trials. And in a way, that's what our goals are, right? Because of all these obstacles that come up. But I love the scripture because it says that perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and not lacking anything. And I think that's such a beautiful picture of saying like the point of perseverance the point of endurance is that we grow into a place of maturity and we grow into a place of having all the things that that are necessary for life so good this is really where um where the breakthrough came for me you know is that I was able to dig deeper and really discover truths about myself that weren't tied to the outcome of my goal right so it actually as you said it had nothing to do with me crossing the finish line, well, that's great to, to do, but everything, you know, that's building within me along the way is what's really most powerful and really mm-hmm. taking that to God. It's like, there's something sometimes that we don't believe about ourselves to be true, that it actually takes the process of what we're going through to reveal that truth. And so instead of taking, you know, all the training and sacrifice and everything for nothing, now I can go back and think about those days where I actually pushed myself harder and everything, you know, around me that try to convince me to stop. It's taking that next step ahead. And I really believe that God actually gives us these memories to go back to, to remember, like he's, he's always so faithful. And so there's no way that anything that I went through, however disappointed I was, there's no way that it was for nothing. It developed something so much greater. There's such a a reward in the process of Mm. that pursuit. So I wanted to go there with you too. You know, if you could talk a little bit about some examples of these gifts, right? What are some of those gifts that can come in the process rather than the result? And then are there some things too that we could do, you know, to become more aware of that and not miss it? Well, I'm, I'm actually going to flip this question on you, Ashley, because I want to hear from you having, having like really worked so hard to for, for this goal, this marathon, and then not being able to complete it. What did you learn about yourself? What were some of the gifts that when you walked away from, from not technically reaching the goal of the marathon, but what did you learn about yourself? What were the gifts that you got out of this process? 
Yeah. I think, think the biggest thing for me, this kind of greater grit and perseverance again, that it's like, okay, well, I may have not crossed that finish line for the 26.2 miles, but the week before it got canceled, I actually went the furthest I ever have before in a run. And so what did it take me to actually keep going those moments where I wanted to stop really finding that, that internal strength. And I think that's something for me now, when things hit, it's like, although it's not the same, right. Cause it's, it's, you're comparing fitness to other things, but it kind of is because now I, I know that I can actually take that next step. And sometimes when we want to stop, what I've learned is, okay, I'm going to count the next 10 steps forward. That's what I do in running. Yeah. Anytime I want to stop, it's like, I'm going to count because then you count those next 10 steps and you think, dang, I just went 10 more steps forward. Yeah. I think, I think the greatest gift that we get out of this is just that realization of like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I had it in me. Mm-hmm. You know, when we, when we push ourselves to dig deep and then we do that thing, it is so powerful. And it's funny, the more you do those things, it more, the more it um, enforces or, or reinforces that identity. You know, so if God says, hey, these are the things I'm doing on you, or I see this in you, then when you step out and actually do those things, that reinforces what he's speaking. And it, it helps you to go, oh my gosh, like this is in me. And I think that's the biggest gift is like realizing, oh man, I, I can do so much more than I gave myself credit for, you know? But, and then I don't know, there's like so much else that comes with it, right? Just like open your eyes and look, I mean, it can be anything from you learn new skills because when you're trying new things and moving toward goals, you're going to have to pick up new skills and you're going to come into new places of understanding and knowledge. And there's just, I mean, you can only add to yourself in these processes is the way I see it. You know, I have this little concept that if you, if you, you know, let's say you want to get out of a dead end job and you put out your your resume then you end up with like you know however many interviews 23 interviews well in the process of going through 20 view interview 23 interviews to get a new job you know you meet 23 new people like what kind of connections or relationships or networking is going to come out of that like what what paths are going to like you know veer off even from that particular goal and then you you know there's 23 businesses you're going to be researching and what's how, what's that going to spark in you what are you going to discover like you're going to find out stuff that you didn't even know existed out there so it's almost like in the process of setting this goal and you having to move into uncharted territory there's so much expansiveness that happens. And I think it really opens your world up. And that uh, that's pretty exciting to me. <laughs> no, it is. It is. I really like to say like, it's, it's really endless discovery. And what you're saying, all those, the, the example of the interviews, the 23 interviews, like that's 23 people. And that's crazy. I mean, one person too can have so much impact on your life and just, again, like spark something in you. It's just so crazy. It's so crazy what can happen. I love that idea too, of just putting yourself in, in situations that maybe are uncomfortable and stretching, but that's really where you can discover so much and learn so much and not even realize some of those things that's within you that maybe you want to explore more and then who knows what's going to come from there. So yeah. And, and the other thing I like, and it's what you were saying was just kind of reminding me you have, you're in uncomfortable situations, right? You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. So when you're pushing yourself to reach goals, the other huge gift that you get is you learn how to sit with horrible feelings. <laughs> yeah. Sit with fear. You learn to sit with like discomfort and, oh crap, I know nothing right now. Or all these, all these things that we don't like to feel, but you learn to sit with them and process them and just allow them to like move through you. And then you get to the other side and you keep moving. I love that. That's a huge skill because so many of us 
won't do the thing in front of us because we don't like the way we th- that it makes us feel. And if you can figure out how to like be okay with feeling not okay, you're going to win. <laughs> what I think is important in all of this and what I've learned is, is from somebody who, I mean, you know that I'm super competitive in, in the things that I do. So it's, it's really hard to battle with performance yeah. pressure and all of that. Whenever you're like, I like to go out there and I like to work hard. And I like to, if, if we're, if we're playing a game, like I'm going to win, like that's my attitude, you know? And mm-hmm. so the thing is though, is that we don't have to sacrifice our effort right. in order to receive gifts in the process and even surrendering, you know, the outcome of certain things. So regardless of the type of goal it is, and we can just use fitness for an example here, you know, in the way that we can still be competitive and and go hard without allowing that to be definitive of who it is that we are. So rather than like showing up to, to keep up with that next person, you know, and fall into the comparison trap, Mm. it's like, we can keep showing up because we're going to continue to evolve and learn. And there's so much to discover every time that we show up. I know I mentioned in the first episode that you train um, in CrossFit and I would love to hear more about that from, from that performance side, because it is performance driven and competitive. And so oftentimes, you know, scoreboards are used as motivators and they can be, but it's also short-term and temporary, right? So how do you show up in that space and like really go beyond the surface of numbers in that way? Yeah, man, I'm like you. I love a good competition, right? And I think that's part of the that CrossFit was me because I can show up and, you know, <laughs> beat out yeah, all the other people. Let's go. Until the young ones arrived. <laughs> but but yeah, so I mean, at, at first, those things do draw us in. And, and again, it's not that we're comp- we, I'm saying don't set, you know, big numbers and don't go for the goal. Like, like do those things but don't let those be the final say on whether or not you're doing you know what what you showed up to do so I figured like for me for example in CrossFit I had to shift some of those goals so at some point like that's not going to be enough anymore and so I needed to change my definitions of what success looked like so success is no longer me being like you know trying to reach this particular thing on the board but but it now becomes what is my goal in this particular session? Is it is it like for whatever's happening to me in the moment? If I'm managing a an injury, or if or if um, I'm just facing something that is like ridiculously impossible, what are the things that I can set goals for that'll keep me moving forward? It's kind of like you'll count the next ten steps, right? To continue to press through with endurance. So. I mean, I remember I showed up to my first CrossFit Open and was a little overwhelmed. And and my coach looked at me and said, well, what's your goal? Is your goal to lift heavy and beat out someone else or is your goal to complete? And I thought, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize I could just have a simple goal of complete. But but when I set that goal and I finished it, I tell you what, I felt like I won <laughs> that open. I mean, I was probably like, you know, 8,973rd or whatever on the leaderboard. <laughs> but to me, because I finished that goal, which was personal, which was specific to me and to where my limits were and my, you know, the obstacles that I had to throw through, that shifted everything over. And I think, again, with, with this CrossFit stuff, the stuff that helps me in terms of developing more endurance is I, I began to watch my thoughts. So I would notice how I was thinking or how I was talking to myself in these different um, spaces. And, and again, you know, because we're developing endurance, these are things that I'm aware of while I'm working out. And then I recognize, you know what, I say these things to myself in other areas of my life that I've got goal set, you know, 
And, and so learning how to shift the way I thought in CrossFit helped me then shift my thinking in other areas of life where frankly, it kind of counted more, you know, like CrossFit, that's my personal fitness, but like maybe in work where I've got like a, a deadline coming up or, you know, I've got someone else that's asking me for, for stuff. So, so it helped me to figure out how to map these skills over into other areas. I love, I have this little like saying that I've got, I've got a photograph of myself. It's kind of funny. I have this little photograph of myself and it's above my office and it's a picture of me in the garage because it was COVID, right? And so there's just junk and crap all around me and it's, and I've got a bike propped up on one of those things that you can do biking on, you know, so you don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just use your regular bike on this contraption. And, and I have a quote and I've written out, it's like my own little quote, but it's about on deep work. In other words, when you have to dig in and do the hard work of whatever it is to reach your goal, I've got, this is what it says. And this is what I drew from my time with CrossFit is it says on paper, it never looks as bad as it is in the middle, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like you show up to class and you're like, oh, that's all we're doing today. It's going to be easy. And then you get to the middle <laughs> and it's not. And then I tell myself, but on the other side, even though you'll be laid out on the floor, we love it. And it's like, I have to remind myself, it's going to be freaking hard to get through this session and this moment, but I know that on the other side, I'm going to feel so amazing and it's going to be so worth it. So that's one of my big map overs, if you want, from, you know, the endurance, pressing through with endurance um, and how I've kind of adapted it to my just work. So yeah, so just again I think using that concept of the goal is endurance and the goal is developing those internal strength and those internal skills you know beyond just getting the high numbers and getting the competition does that kind of answer your question yeah it does it's like you're helping yourself in so many other areas of life like when I'm working out or whatever it's like if I can capture those thoughts in that space there's so much I can discover there that's beyond, you know, being on top of the leaderboard. I can literally help myself in other ways outside of the gym. And that's huge. I think that this applies so much to, again, just with everyday living and being aware of misplaced identities and, and what happens when we show up with worth and acceptance. It actually changes the atmosphere, right? Because pressure is off. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if I show up to work out and I'm striving for this identity of, I have to be the best and then, and then I don't reach it, then I walk away and I'm crushed and I'm angry and I, and I, and I just, I don't feel good about myself and I, and I don't like it and I just get down on myself and that's just going to end up ruining the rest of my day. But if I show up going, I'm, I'm already thrilled that I'm here. Like <laughs> yeah. my goal is just to show up then like I've crashed that already, you know? And so, and, and I'm already doing, I'm confident in who I am in this space and, and that my definition of my goal is, is specific to my definition of success, then I don't have to fall for all these other things that push me and maybe even, you know, in ways that are not healthy for me. But in defining my own definition, I can really like show up and enjoy the process. And again, if it's about discovery, if it's about like, what am I learning today? What am I finding out about myself that's so fascinating and interesting in this process? Like it just, it completely changes that experience because it comes from a place of worth and acceptance. Like I'm not dogging myself for getting stuff wrong. I'm just going, hey, I'm learning from this, right? 
I love it. Something else that you taught me in the process that I really think is essential and important to bring up learning to dream without limitations. So I know for me, fear of the outcome is something that has held me back, you know, from even trying something in the first place. But what I've learned is that there's so much again, right? Going back to there's so much to discover that's beyond the surface. So is it the outcome of failure itself that we fear or something more? How much of that fear has to do with our beliefs about ourselves? Well, I think the fear of failure shows up when we give ourselves these very limited and small definitions of what success looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So if we say success is, you know, it's it's kind of like extreme thinking. I'm I'm only I'm only good enough if I'm top of the leaderboard, or I'm only going to be, you know, accept myself if I, you know, cross that finish line first. And you start setting yourself up for these like extreme expressions. And if you don't reach that particular extreme moment, then you tell yourself, then I'm not worth it at all. And so if that's the way you're thinking, then obviously that's going to like failure is I mean, massive, like the chances of you failing are huge (laughs) because there's only like one position on that, on that, um, you know, number one, what do you call those things that you stand on for the Olympics? (laughs) Oh, on the podium? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There's only one space on the podium for number one and there's like a whole pool of people. So, so it's kind of like, as soon as you start like putting putting success in terms of these finite small boxes of court, you know, then yes, I think we're afraid. No one wants to fail. Nobody wants to miss it because we've, we've, we've termed failure and we, we talk about it in extreme ways saying like, if I'm not the best, then gosh, why even bother showing up? It's that kind of thinking, right? Yeah. But if we start looking at failure in a completely different way, if we start recognizing that failure is just data. It's just information in terms of if I didn't reach number one, or if I didn't, you know, push whatever limit I was going for all it is is just more information it's just the next step of growing it's just the next opportunity for more learning and for getting a little bit stronger you know nobody goes from from zero to a hundred nobody gets brilliant you know on their first day (laughs) right so so we've got to like love the possibility of failure we've got to love the opportunity of failure because that's how you learn it's the classic story of Edison who you know tried a thousand times before he invented the light bulb for sure And I think too, a a big piece of that is, yeah, we are going to lose in certain things. You're not always going to be number one and that's okay, but it's not taking that on as, okay, well, I am a loser. Like, no, you lost this event or this, whatever it may be, but it doesn't make make you like, if you don't, you don't get number one, that doesn't mean you're not valuable. You don't have anything to offer or you're not a part of the process, right? Yeah, for sure. The concept there again is, is it's, it's opening up possibility, right? And, and we're always so quick to, to kind of down ourselves and say, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. But, but when you dream without limitations, the idea is to open up possibility. And again, if you, if you say, this is what I'm moving toward, but it's okay if I don't hit that thing. And it's okay if I learn something else along the way. And I, maybe I do a detour and I get somewhere else because the point is you're moving, right? Sometimes I think it's, it's like we can set ourselves up um, by dreaming without limitations. It's a way of inviting us into the process. And if you hit the goal, that's amazing. Like again, against not hitting the goal, but I'm saying 
like if if we make the goal the final like the the end point the only goal i think it's going to be so easy for us to walk away but if you agree that that i'm going to dream without limitation and i'm not going to you know count myself out if i don't make it all the way to the end then it's like you're more willing to dream does that make sense because you're taking failure out of the picture you're taking this idea of like I don't know. If- no, it does. And I think too, that big, I mean, one word that comes up for me, which is, is one that you always remind me of is, is just giving yourself permission. Yeah, I think so. It's giving yourself permission to, to explore actually, yeah. um, in that. And so, and then when that happens, right, that's where there's endless possibility and discovery in yeah. that exploration, in that exploration. So I think it's really giving yourself permission. And that's something that yeah, you I know, know it can get, yeah, it gets stuck in not doing because we think it has to just be this one way or it's an all or nothing thing. And, you know, there's so much more to discover whenever we, when we can kind of like release that, you know, and take that pressure off of ourselves in that way. And yeah. And because a lot of times we only set goals in ways that we think we can reach, but, yeah. but when those goals that, that seem impossible. I mean, that's also where we get to really open ourselves up to the possibility of what God wants to do, right? Yeah. So taking it, so setting bigger goals. Yeah. So much that I've learned about thinking differently, even about past obstacles and and things like that, really taking time and space to go back there and even kind of like playing through it in a different way, like showing up to a past event with a different mindset, running through that mentally for me has been huge because it's like, okay, now in the future, if I show up differently with this mindset and this approach, then, you know, okay, maybe there is so much, you know, to discover in that past past obstacles and things like that too and what was building within us that we don't even recognize right and that's that's so key Ashley because so many of us will look at our past decisions or whatever we chose to do and if we you know air quote failed we'll judge ourselves and we'll say Mm -hmm. you should have done this you should have done that and we get down on ourselves about it and that's remember if identity is in performance and so we'll we'll get stuck in judging and we'll get we'll just be plain old cruel because like hindsight is 2020 mm-hmm. <laughs> which sucks because like if you're judging yourself on your decisions after the fact and after you've had the outcome and after you've got all this other information that you didn't have before that's just not fair I mean, because you made that decision with with the best intentions and with all the information that you had in hand, that's how you made that decision. And if the outcome wasn't what you thought it was, then then like you've just said, let's rather go back and look at those, those decisions and learn from them. Don't judge yourself and say useless person, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's, it's just, it's just data. It's just information. Okay. So, so this is what I missed, or these are the things next time you know, I can add into my questions or, or maybe it's just a case of, Hey, I missed it. And so what the point is I moved, I did something. I made a step forward. So many people are sitting on the sidelines and throwing criticism out there and they're not doing anything. Mm. And so the fact that you just even got in the game and made a decision and move forward, I mean, you can celebrate that. So yeah, really like treating yourself differently and and speaking to yourself so much kindly in those spaces is really critical. And I believe that there there's possibility for like instant shifts in that. And um, when we shift our our thinking in those ways, it just, I don't know, it it just changes things and we just show up differently. And there's so much, there's so much possibility in that, but all right. If you could just leave us with one question to challenge our thinking when we're working toward goals and then a thought or something in the process to consider, 
Um, okay, so the question to challenge your thinking as your work is, as you're working towards your goal, I think I think that is just the great question right there is what am I noticing as I'm doing this thing about my thoughts? What thoughts pop up for me as I'm engaging in this process? Because depending on what that thought is, depending on how you is gonna be how you feel. Like just to bring it back to, you know, CrossFit again. You know, we all we all hate the assault bike, right? Because it's <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, we know that. <laughs> but if I'm on that bike, I'm going freaking hate this thing. Like it sucks. Like I'm gonna have a rough time, and so and so because it it contributes to a harder process because I'm 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 pressing out all these negative emotions. So I've learned how to shift my thinking in that moment. So when I noticed I was saying all these negative things about the assault bike, I realized, oh my gosh, like what if I change the way I think about it? So I started saying this thing's going to give me cheetah legs, right? <laughs> South African who loves her animals. So, so I'm like, this thing's going to give me cheetah legs. I love the assault bike. Now, hear me out. Like I didn't develop these amazing loving feelings for the assault bike, <laughs> but it's certainly just the awareness that, that the way I'm talking myself changes my experience of what I'm doing. And so that's the thing. When, when you're working towards your goal, ask yourself, what am I noticing about the way I'm talking to myself in this moment? And how is it helping me? Is it working with me or is it working against me? And then just, you know, change that thinking um, in ways that, that your brain will accept. And then the th final thing that I would say to consider in the process of actually getting to your goals, I think the big question to ask yourself is because is, is simply this, what am I going to learn today? Uh, like, can you get excited about what you're going to discover? What are you going to discover about yourself in this process? What are you going to discover about others? What are you going to discover about the world around you? How can you make this like, like an adventure as you move toward the goals? Um, because again, if, if the point of the goal is not the end point, but it's about this process, about developing all these skills and these endurance, then ask yourself, what is it that I'm going to learn today? Um, as I move forward, just put, putting that anticipation in place. So, yeah, I'm smiling. So big. Thank you so much for real. <laughs> thank you. This has been so good. Um, you are amazing. And, you know, I appreciate you so much and truly value your time and wisdom. I know you have a lot going on and been working on a lot as well. So for anyone too, who would like to connect with you or contact you, where could they do so? Before I give that, Ashley, I just want to say, like, kudos to you, by the way. Like, I've loved working with you as well. But I, I, I just want to remind you, I mean, part of it is you do the work, right? You get out there and you do the stuff that that I suggest and I offer. And so it is it is a, an absolute blast working with you. And I'm, like, watching you take off and in awe. So <laughs> I love it. Thanks, All right. God. So just to get hold of me, um, easiest would be just to find me. Um, you can connect with me through my website. It's colettewhite.com. And there's a contact page that you can um, connect with me. So C-O-L-E-T-T-E-W-H-I-T-E.com. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you guys. Sounds like fun. <laughs>